Friends, our second lesson comes from the Apostle Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. You can find it in the book of Philippians, the first chapter, verses 1 through 18. Paul is writing this letter and sending it via Timothy to the church. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi with the bishops and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you because of your sharing in the gospel from the first day until now. I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to think this way about all of you because you hold me in your heart for all of you share in God's grace with me both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel for God is my witness how I long for all of you with the compassion of Christ Jesus and this is my prayer that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and full insight to help you determine what is best, so that in the day of Christ you may be pure and blameless, having produced the harvest of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ for the glory and praise of God. I want you to know, beloved, that what has happened to me has actually helped to spread the gospel so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to everyone else that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers and sisters, having been made confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, dare to speak the word with greater boldness and without fear. Now, some proclaim Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. These proclaim Christ out of love, knowing that I have been put here for the defense of the gospel. The others proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but intending to increase my suffering in my imprisonment. What does it matter? Just this that Christ is proclaimed in every way, whether out of false motives or true. And in that, I rejoice. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we pray that your Holy Spirit would be in every word spoken that your spirit would be in our hearts and in our minds, that anything human would fall away, and that in hearing we may become better followers of Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. A couple of years ago, my grandfather passed away, and part of the grief for me was that that man was my anchor. 
when it came to my faith. He and my grandmother were the first people to tell me the gospel and then live it out right before my eyes. I worried in my grief that I had lost my anchor when he and my grandmother were no longer in the world. The Apostle Paul is writing to a church that is fearing that they may lose their anchor. He is writing this while he is imprisoned. He is writing to this church that he founded. He was the first person to share the gospel with them and then try and live it out. And now he's in prison. And the truth is that he's either going to be released or more likely he's going to die. And what will they do without their anchor? With the one who first told them about God's love and forgiveness. It's also complicated by the fact that persecutions for Christians are on the rise. Case in point, Paul being imprisoned. But this is also the time where you see people die, where there are martyrs every day. And so not only do they worry that the person who loved them and told them the gospel might die, but they're worried about themselves. And, you know, Paul has a really special place in his heart for this church. He loves them very much, and they love him. They have cared for him in his imprisonment. They have made sure he isn't forgotten. And so you see the Apostle Paul at his very best in this letter. Now make no mistake, there are letters where Paul is bitter and angry, and it's not the best Paul you've ever met. But in this one, you see all that pastoral love he has for his church And he writes this letter, which is a letter of encouragement. And here's what Paul says. First of all, he reminds them that even though they are anxious and they are worried, they have a job to do. And that job is to love more and more. Paul says, make sure you're growing in your love. Your love for those inside of the church and your love for those outside of the church. Because, Paul says, when your love grows... Your knowledge grows, and when that grows, your insight grows, and only then will you be able to truly make the decisions that need to be made for the church. It all begins with love. Friends, if we are going to listen to this message today, hear this. We should love more today than we did yesterday, and we should love more tomorrow. And love is hard work. But Paul tells them that it is the foundation upon which the church will flourish. And they also know at this time, that church in Philippi, they're upset because there are some preachers who are not saying the best things. There are preachers who are delighted that Paul's imprisoned and now they can say whatever they want without Paul challenging them. There are preachers who are sharing the gospel, but then they're also saying that if you hear the gospel, you have to become a Jew first and be circumcised. And then there are all of these preachers who are sharing the gospel, but are not leading leading lives worthy of the gospel, right? People who will say this is the good news of the gospel, but you see none of it in the lives that they are leading. 
and they're worried. Hey, Paul, what about those people? And Paul says, what does it matter? What matters is that the gospel is shared. And if they have bad motives or good motives, it doesn't matter. Tell the story of Jesus Christ and his love for the world. And Paul says all of this because what he really wants them to know is that the work of the church cannot be stopped because it is the work of Christ. It is Christ who began the work, and it is Christ who will finish the work. You can have good preachers and you can have bad preachers, and the Holy Spirit will still call out God's purposes in the community. That is good news. It is the Holy Spirit who has called them into being. And whether Paul comes back alive or whether Paul is martyred, it doesn't matter because the Holy Spirit is what is at work in the world. Don't worry, little church, Paul is saying to all the faithful in Philippi. I love you, and I know you love me, so work on increasing that love. And do not worry. As long as the gospel is shared, it is the work of Christ who will make sure that it is shared in the way that it needs to. Good news for a church that's afraid it's going to lose its founding pastor. And good news, too, for us. Because we have to remember, too, that the gospel is unstoppable. We are called to help spread the gospel, but whether we do it well or poorly, friends, the Holy Spirit will complete the good work that Christ began. Shake that anxiety off your shoulders and work on loving others, and the Holy Spirit will take care of the rest. The good news of God's love for us and forgiveness in Christ Jesus is unstoppable because it is the news of Christ. Now, every Sunday, I try to get to work really early before anyone else is here. And I sit in my office when it's quiet before I do anything else, and I think of all of the people, over 200 and what, four years, who have come to this place to worship God. All of the people who have sat in these pews and the pews that have already gone before, all of the people who in their imperfection were still here to hear the good news and to share the good news. And I give thanks for all of those people knowing that I'm just a pebble in that stream. And I think about all of those people all of your pastors that are on these tablets behind me. And I give thanks for them knowing that they, like the pastor you have now, were deeply imperfect. We have had pastors in this church community because of their time and place who advocated for slavery. And still yet, the Christ who began a good work laid the foundation so that the church would continue and people would grow in their love and they would reject that teaching but grow more in their love and insight for Jesus Christ. And so I think of all of those names and I give thanks. 
And when you come into this place and you are looking at those as worship is happening in this place, that's a sign to you of this church's faithfulness. That they have called leaders and they have continued through the good and the bad. But friends, it's a sign of God's faithfulness. That the Lord God who began a good work here in Huntsville and called this church into being has raised up imperfect people who have laid the groundwork for you and for me to grow in our love and our understanding. Those names and your very presence and this very building is a testament that Christ continues the work that Christ began. So why worry? What does it matter? Only that Christ is proclaimed. And so to close, I'm going to read to you again this church with just a few edits of my own. From Tara, an imperfect servant of Jesus Christ, to all of the saints in Christ Jesus here in Huntsville, with the elders and the deacons, grace to you. And peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you because of your sharing in the gospel from the first day until now. And I, your pastor and fellow pilgrim, am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God, and amen.